understanding that it's a strategy to get softer mm-hmm. because it, unless you are existing in a word in a world by yourself, you do work with people on your team or who you've contracted for different things or and you're selling to people like people are buying your things. So mm-hmm. you've got to slow down long enough to get people to come with you. And so in order to do that, you have to connect emotionally because, you know, Steph and I often say a lot of times entrepreneurs, coaches, business people want to sell the details of the thing that they're offering. But in reality, the what sells is the transformation. And that's always emotional. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so floored for everyone to hear the second part of the episode on business and the Enneagram and really kind of finding your power as an entrepreneur with Christy Rolls of Full and Free Enneagram and Steph Baron Hall of Nine Types Co. And these two incredible women have joined us on the podcast for the second week in a row. And it is fire, you guys. This week we are going over um, the joys and challenges and um, the strengths of each type when it comes to entrepreneurship and really just showing you guys exactly the fact that you can be an entrepreneur no matter your type. And this week we're going over types six through nine, which means type eight is going to be in there. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, but a lot of the really powerful entrepreneurs I know are, you know, we talked about in the first episode about how a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of either type threes or type eights, but I know a lot of really powerful entrepreneurs in that six through nine category as well. And obviously in one through five, but personally, I know a lot in that six through nine category and it's really fun to watch. And Christy herself, um, is an Enneagram six. And so we hear a lot of kind of insider stuff from her on her own kind of personal struggles in entrepreneurship and uh, and what she really brings to the table. And it's really powerful to hear her talk about that as a six. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this and uh, just to kind of reintroduce you guys to these two incredible women. Um, Christy Rolls has a master's degree in mental health therapy and is a certified Enneagram coach through her business, Full and Free Enneagram. And Steph Baron Hall is a writer, speaker, and certified Enneagram coach. Um, and she founded Nine Types Co. back in 2017. And she has grown an incredible online community of over 150,000 followers. You guys, if you're not already following her and you love the Enneagram, um, you need to be. And same with Christy Rolls over at Full and Free Enneagram. And these two women have created a program together called Coaching Biz Activator, where you can 
um, essentially jump into their program. I think it's going to be starting this summer is the next group, um, but it equips really passion-driven coaches and entrepreneurs to get out of their own way and build an impactful and profitable business. And I think in these two episodes, you get a really good idea of what it's like to work with these two incredible women. And um, I have zero doubts that their program is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to get a little insider peek into it. Uh, but I'm excited for you guys to get to listen to part two of this episode on essentially, I mean, really uncovering your power as an entrepreneur, um, no matter what your type is. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited for you all to hear part two of this, this interview. What about sixes? Christy, you're six. So like, I'm excited to get this first perspective from you, just like we do with Stephanie for threes. Yeah, I'm excited to share. So here's the thing. And I'll just give a little background. When I first found out that I was a six, I say found out like it was a diagnosis. Um, it felt that <laughs> Don't way. Don't we all feel that way? <laughs> it did. I was driving in my car and I had been I'd been in therapy for a couple of years. I mean, obviously, I'm a trained therapist. I love therapy. I think everybody needs therapy at some point in their life um, or a few times <laughs> throughout their life. But um, my therapist was like, I think you should really look into the Enneagram. And so I kind of fought around it for a little while because I'm like another personality thing. Who cares? Like it doesn't it's not really going to grasp who I really am or whatever. But when I was, I listened to a podcast eventually. And when they were describing the six, I started sobbing because I think I felt, I think I felt, um, equally exposed Mm -hmm. and comforted, like comforted that I wasn't alone, but also terrified. And it was, and I think for me too, I mean, sixes are the most anxious number on the Enneagram, which is so unfortunate. Um, but, and I think a lot of us experience anxiety about different things, you know, based on kind of what's really driving us those core fears and, and desires. But for sixes in general, there is that constant kind of anxiety. And, and I think I felt like it was a life sentence to that, which felt really hopeless and discouraging. Um, over time, I've really learned to like love myself. And my entrepreneurial journey has been such a big part of that because so much of what so much of what I loved about being on a team or working in a nine to five um, that I found comforting did make me feel comfortable, but it kept me from trusting myself. It kept me from taking, you know, even like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like calculated risks. Like it just kept me very safe, which obviously I love. I want to feel safe as a six, but it also kept me really small and kept my impact small in the world. And so I think taking these steps and moving forward helped my confidence grow a ton and just my self-assurance, which is so essential for sixes. Sixes really tend to struggle trusting themselves, making decisions. And, and part of the reason is because ones tend to have that inner critic, you know, that's really hard on them. Sixes tend to have what we call an inner committee. So it's, it's like, if you've seen the movie Inside Out with, you know, the headquarters, I I love love that that movie. So (laughs) So cute. That is literally what it feels like in my mind uh, most of the time throughout the day. So it is exhausting. (laughs) I say it's exhausting to be me. It's exhausting to be a lot of us for different reasons. But um, that's part of what creates the anxiety in this in the self doubt, because there's all these different perspectives. And it's like, Oh, well, did you think about it from this angle? Did you think about it from this? And I'm trying to take action while also predicting all these possible outcomes if I go all these different avenues. And so that is just so overwhelming. And again, like, you know, what I said earlier, you can't think your way to clarity, you have to do your way to clarity. And so, so you know, for me, I think, especially, you know, that my, my predictability or my like sense of like, I want to be prepared, I want to plan it all out, I want to avoid the worst case scenario. 
is exhausting. And I think one thing for sixes that I really recommend, especially in business, is like go down the rabbit trail for a second of like, what is the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if that happens, then what? Okay. And if that happens, then what? Because really for sixes, 90% of the time, we are, we, <laughs> I say sixes, a lot of teachers will say sixes are the most courageous of all the Enneagram types. And I, I think that that is because we feel scared so often and yet we overcome it all the time. Like I feel scared 10 times a day about random crap that people wouldn't even think twice about. But because I push through it, I'm able to kind of like, I, I really do. I'm very capable and very competent. And so I think sixes learning to trust that over time is really, um, really important. So um, overcoming that inner committee, being able to make decisions, trust yourself, move forward, go down the rabbit trail, the worst case scenario, realizing that it's really not that scary um, is is really essential for sixes. But um, let me also just say some good things that I love about sixes. We are incredibly hard workers. We are very loyal. I mean, a lot of times it takes sixes a long time to make a decision. But once the decision is made, I mean, we truly do go all in. We are very loyal to the project, to the idea, to the person, to the business um, collaboration, whatever it is. Like, And so I am working on a collaboration right now that I'm really excited about. And I, I told the woman that I talked to yesterday, who's an eight, I said, I've been stalking you on Instagram for like a couple of months. <laughs> Um, because I really want to like scope you out ahead of time, but now I'm sold on you. So like I'm all in. And so it, it's just, I, I think that that skepticism sometimes can sabotage my success, but it also, when I decide that I'm going all in, it really makes me incredibly determined and mm -hmm. hardworking. Sixes are incredibly responsible, um, and detail focused. I mean, we're obviously great planners. So there's just some really cool things that make sixes awesome candidates for entrepreneurship if mm -hmm. we can overcome the fear of what happens if this thing, this imaginary thing that we have, that we fear. So, um, you know, questioning when we feel scared, is that us projecting what we don't want to happen or is it actually reality? That is a constant conversation that I have with myself. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think about, I feel like a six and an eight partnership is pretty dreamy because, you know, as an eight, I'm like not thinking about all sides. I'm literally thinking about one side. It's my side. <laughs> like, yes. Right. But a six is going to be like, okay, you know, like this is what could happen. You know, we got to look at all these different perspectives and it's so powerful to have that balance between the yeah. two of like the person who is like driving and pushing and, you know, the, the biggest fear that, that we mostly have is, is being soft and vulnerable. And so mm -hmm. the rest of it, you know, what most people fear an eight does not fear at all. You know, we right. have lots of fear, but it's in a totally different category than what other folks struggle with. Yeah. And I mean, it's so true about every type, but it's, it's, you know, it's so polarizing sometimes. So I feel like that combination could be like just unstoppable in yeah, business. Yeah, very I loyal. I, I do know a six and eight pair in business. And the six thinks in all sides, the eight is decisive. And so it just works well. And they they have that mutual trust. But even like with what Christy was saying, I would say too, um, for us as business partners, for Christy and I, um, it's actually so awesome that she thinks through everything the way that she does because if we're like, all right, our sales landing page is ready to go. Let's go for it. Chrissy's very like, okay, let's just think through this one more time or let's just like pay attention to this or, or whatever. And I feel like that makes us really prepared because mm -hmm. I'm so quick to like hit the gas. Like yep. somebody sends me an email and I fire off a response before I even think about it. And it's really good to have Chrissy who is like, all right, 
Let's think about this. And <laughs> that balance is so powerful in business because we need both energies, right? And so yes. um, I just really appreciate that. Oh, I love I appreciate that, that friends. <laughs> well, and vice versa too, because like sometimes Steph is like, it's fine. <laughs> like, like no, we actually need to on. take action now. Yeah, we had yes, a conversation like, yesterday where she, I feel like this is feeling harder than it needs to be. I was like, I don't think it feels hard. I think we're ready. She's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Because too, like, I'm like, am I missing something? Is there, you know, is there like a, a hole that I've covered, you know, passed over? But, you know, for somebody else too, like a six, really wanting somebody else's affirmation to just be like, yep, looks good. I'm like, okay, rock on, let's do it. So, you know, and I think I, sixes don't love to be alone. Like being on our own is actually one of our core fears too. And so that makes business hard. So I tend to, do a lot of collaborations. It's it's also just way more fun. Like it's more fun for me than doing it by myself, but also it, it does help me move forward a lot faster because I second guess less. And so um, I think that's that super is, smart advice for a six. Like yeah. move into a space of like, how can you collaborate with people on projects? And you necessarily have to have a business partner, but you can for this like one project or something. Totally. I think that's true for a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space. I'm a social eight. So I actually really love that piece um, yeah. as opposed to other eights who are like, no, get out of my way. Like I'm doing <laughs> yeah. my own thing, sort of a thing. Um, but it wasn't until I had a podcast co-host that I was like, oh my gosh, I love this collab because now I get to be in this space where I'm like, you know, that's not my expertise but like let's delegate that out and you can go crush this piece and we'll crush it together like it'll be fantastic so yeah yes always better together but it seems like especially for a six that's a really smart business move to add that layer of accountability in action so Mm -hmm. yeah get some some threes and some eights in your life if you're a six and and they'll make the decision to get things moving (laughs) yeah Last thing I'll say about a six and then we can move on to sevens is I, one thing I really enjoy about sixes is we are really people focused, um, partially because we count on people to help us feel safe, (laughs) but also because we genuinely love people and we want to do what's best for the common good. And so it also, similarly to, to twos, they can be incredible marketers. So can sixes because we really have a feel and a sense, like we pick up on emotional temperatures of the room and the auras and like what people need and what they want and what will help them feel good. And so we can also be really awesome communicators that help people feel engaged and seen, um, which works great in business too. So and what is sixes, what is sixes move toward in like integration and growth? So we more move towards a nine in growth. Yeah. So okay. we're like, so that's our that, seeing all sides. Yeah. Yep. Seeing all sides, our anxiety settles, we become more optimistic, more confident, more hopeful, mm. more like trusting of people in stress. We move towards the unhealthy side of the three. So I, I very much actually like, and even this journey of entrepreneurship has been interesting because prior to this, when I worked at the treatment center, I was definitely work obsessed. I was like, I think I felt like work is how I'm going to create my sense of security. And so just like an obsession with like hustling the anxiety kind of into overdrive and feeling like I can't rest until I get all this done. But again, Mm. in that three space, there is no done like that doesn't exist. And so for sixes being able to pull away and actually do less is how they settle their anxiety, not by doing more. And I think that that that's a backwards thinking for what feels natural for sixes. Mm. So good. Yeah, that triad is really fascinating to me. Truly. Me too. And I'm married, I'm married to a nine. So I'm it's very interesting. Nine. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. 
It's, 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 we're, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty interesting pairing for sure. Very similar <laughs> in a lot of ways, a lot of connection, but different in lots of ways. And we have a couple of episodes on like Enneagram and relationships and just our own like personal reflection. And I got Josh on the podcast to talk about that. And it oh, was fun. so fun. Cause he's very like, he has these like, which we'll talk about this for a nine in a minute, but like these entrepreneur kind of inklings every once in a while. And then mm-hmm. he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but I see that happening as he's moving toward like a healthier and healthier Ooh. place. Cause I'm like, I see that three in you. It's in there. I freaking love a nine entrepreneur. Oh I God. love them. The I best. freaking love them. So sevens love to be their own boss. Um, and they're full of good ideas. So they're quick thinking, um, and they're they really good. just kind of have like all these ideas and, um, really quick on their feet and they're able to fuel their business and fuel their passion to really get it off the ground, which is incredible. Um, and they're multi-talented. They have a lot of different things that they can do and are good at because sevens generally, I mean, we always forget that they're in the head triad. So they're very like thinking oriented. They're brilliant. They, they are kind of um, doing all these different things um, at the same time, learning all these different things at the same time, which can be really awesome. And I actually know several type seven entrepreneurs me too. Um, yeah, they make fantastic entrepreneurs, mostly because they don't love to be told what to do. I mean, who mm-hmm. does? But especially sevens hate it. Yeah. And that strive toward independence is something that allows them to like avoid feeling stuck in, you know, whatever that looks like for them personally. Um, I, I always find it really interesting. I feel like the sevens are like the perfect marriage between like being in that thinking space, but also being able to take action because they love adventure and it's such a fun kind of interesting mix, but a lot of really successful entrepreneurs that I know are sevens. And they're not as risk averse as, mm-hmm. um, and they, they also, I think, I mean, sevens, no one likes to fail, but I think they also just like don't take it as hard. Um, they're able to reframe it. And in the morning they're like, all right, cool. Ready to go again. You know, well, when you're willing to try a lot of things, you are bound to fail at many of them. Right. So they tend to, I guess, probably have more experience in that area for sure. And I think too, they care more about the experience of trying than they do even the outcome. Like I have a friend who's like, I, she went to grad school, got her master's, but she's like, I could care less or couldn't care less about the, the letters behind my name. I love the experience. I do it all again for the experience. So I think whether it's school or like a job, even it's like, that was so fun. Like that was such a wild adventure. Like, so regardless of how it turns out, like the experience was worth it to sevens. And I think that makes them really like fun entrepreneurs. Yeah. Love it. Totally. So they are incredible visionaries. Like we're saying there, they tend to be really strategic. Um, The challenge is a lot of the time they lack focus and so sometimes, um, you know, actually getting the things done in the day that they need to get done um, can be a real challenge. They tend to kind of leap and then they don't have the scaffolding underneath. So maybe they're operating at this really high level, but they don't have all the steps underneath built out yet. And so that can be a real challenge because then like that initial push of entrepreneurship requires some of that leap. But actually having a sustainable business requires all of the other stuff that's built out underneath. And so that's really a challenge um, for sevens. I, I think that, again, they make such great entrepreneurs, but they, they also have that challenge. So um, that incredible starting the project passion and then um, finishing it and following through is a challenge. And um, 
sometimes I think that's where they are disconnected from the outcome, like the ceasing, where um, maybe actually finishing the project is not nearly as important to them. And um, but when you're working with clients and, and doing all that stuff, they actually would care about having that sustainable business. Um, so it, it's reconnecting to the why. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I wanting to build my own business? Why am I wanting to be an entrepreneur? Those things are going to help seven to actually reorganize themselves and to focus enough to meet the deadlines, to, to do the things, to be sustainable, so that they can have the freedom that they truly desire um, in their lives. So, we all know that sevens don't love to do anything that's boring, right? <laughs> yeah. But a lot of entrepreneurship, honestly, is boring. It's like we said, spreadsheets, it's um, answering a million emails, it, it's doing all these little things. So... Um, we recommend that when sevens um, are trying to like plan their day, they tell themselves, once I do this boring task, I get to do this fun task. And so they're just like planting like, little rewards for themselves throughout the day, little celebrations, little fun things, pack their drawers full of like party poppers or something. <laughs> uh, but something where they can like really, really celebrate um, because that's going to keep them going. You know, it's, mm. they don't end up feeling like they're on a hamster wheel. <laughs> they actually feel like they are doing something and they're having fun and, and excitement throughout their day. I know a lot of sevens who book out like their gym time or their social time, like after their work in the morning, you know, for a lot of us, like uh, entrepreneurship, some of the times it only takes like, you know, four or five hours of extremely focused work in the morning or something like that. And then you can kind of take a break and enjoy and they kind of build in that system of like the things that bring them joy every single day. They definitely start out with something small that like brings them to that place, but then go into the nitty gritty of the business stuff and then kind of do it again and have that like reiteration. But it's like the big thing of their day that they really, really look forward to. And for one of my friends who's an entrepreneur, it's like coffee dates with friends and that kind of connection or like coffee and a walk or, you know, something like that. That's a little bit more um, kind of adventure based or, or what have you, or activity based. And it's really interesting to watch them work and just, it's so powerful. It's extremely powerful how they've kind of set up, but planning and structure is very important for a seven, but it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, because they do have so much energy, they have to have little activities like that to get some of that energy out. Like whether it's doing something physical or doing something that's mentally stimulating, like a lot of the time their struggle is that they have too much energy. So they need to kind of release some of that. I think a little bit of that is true for me as well. Um, but they need to be able to like feel um, more centered and grounded in order to find the productivity that they really want um, or that they really want to be able to support their business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, for sevens too, remembering that like, they want the freedom. They want the other side of this. And so like remembering that all these little pieces, even though they're like not exciting, allow them the freedom that they really seek. And so not, I think sevens are like, they, they can become resentful of those tasks, but like those things are what enable you to get the thing that you want. So learning to have, I mean, maybe ineffection is a strong word, (laughs) but learning to appreciate those, you know, that like, that's, that's a part that gives you the result that you want. Um, And then, you know, something Steph and I, I know we've talked to about is like sometimes sevens will charge towards like 10 projects at a time, but they make like a little tiny headway on all of them. And, and like your impact, 
could be way more in, influential if you just did like 10 steps towards on one toward towards mm-hmm. one project, you know, getting that one really moving along. And then also like automate that shit. Like once you get it going, automate it, get it out and then move on to the next fun thing. Like it's okay to be driven by the next exciting thing and to not like be stuck in something you're bored by, but don't lose all the momentum that you've built on that other thing just because it's no longer fun. Like finish it out, like set even ever, you know, I'm going to like work on this for an hour a day and get it automated or whatever, and then kind of move on. But don't lose all the hard work that you've already done just because it doesn't feel as fun anymore. Like have even hire that out, help someone, you know, get somebody to help you automate some of those things so that you can move on to the stuff that you really love. Oh my gosh. So good. I'm like sevens. I have so many friends who are sevens. Yeah. Are you listening? Guys, guys. Awesome. So great. Um, shall we do eights? Yes, of yeah. course. I'm here so for it. I'm we, excited. I'm excited for your feedback, Cassie. Yeah, we would. So. Well, you know I'll give it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. We can't wait. Um, that's actually one of my favorite things about eight. So I'm married to an eight, and I love that they they just like tell it like it is, and it's like I never have to yes. worry if I, yeah. you know. And also, yeah. normally they're not. Even if they explain explain something like in anger, it's like they're not happy. No, no. <laughs> like it's generally, usually, it's usually circumstantial. Yeah. Yeah. If they are mad at you, they're actually not going to talk to you about it. They're just going to be, they're just going to like cut you out. (laughs) Unless you're married and then it's like, you know, it's a whole thing. You have to actually, (laughs) turns out therapy, you actually have to, you know, have conversations and communicate and all of that when you're filled with white hot rage. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So eights are powerful forces in the world and kind of like sevens, they don't want to be bossed around um, and they love to make a big impact. So that's kind of their superpower is, they're deeply passionate and they take everything to the next level. Like it's not good enough to just um, do a couple pieces of the puzzle. They have to do the whole thing. And um, they often believe that anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And so, and I mean, that, that can be awesome, right? Because they learn everything possible. Um, it's almost like how fives do it. They, they conquer whatever topic is right in front of them and like really go for it. Um, and so their passion is just unmatched by any other type, um, which is fantastic, and can really help them as entrepreneurs because they're able to communicate that passion really well with others. Um, they often base a lot of their decisions off of their gut instincts, and their gut instincts are normally pretty good. Mm-hmm. But sometimes um, the tendency to like push back on everything can actually cause discord with others where they and it, they don't expect it because eights are like such good-hearted people that they don't anticipate that people will misunderstand them. Mm-hmm. So they push back on stuff, and then people are like, "Oh, why are you being like that?" And they're like, "You know what? I wasn't <laughs> right. being like anything. I was just telling you the truth about this right. thing." <laughs> right. I I mean that's that like piece of misinterpretation for an eight people don't realize how like hard we love. And when we yeah. actually give direct feedback and communication, it means we actually care. If we're not doing that, we don't give any shits. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's, that's a challenge, right? Because a lot of the time eights don't understand why emotions should come into play at all. Like they're like, it's business. It's not personal. It's not emotional. It's it's work. <laughs> I love that you're dying laughing. Cassie is cracking. Guilty. Um, okay, continue. I'm just I'm keeping it zipped until we get. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so often, like taking 
that emotional side and integrating that is actually what makes them even more powerful in business mm-hmm. because that's when they're able to actually connect with people. Um, because eights are so driven and there's so much like going forward that they can forget about that. But then they're like, oh, I need to connect with people so that they like buy into my service or they buy into my products or, or, or really understand why I'm so passionate about this thing. Because other people are generally a lot more emotional. Um, eights have feelings, but often the only one that they express is like frustration or anger, mm-hmm. out, especially initially. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so it's so true. A, a, a lot of me becoming a more successful entrepreneur than previous versions of myself is actually embracing the fact that I think being vulnerable actually adds buy-in and power to what you're doing. And, um, you know, an eight can like convince you of anything, literally convince you of anything. And, um, if I add my own personal story to that and I work on my storytelling and, and talk about what I've been through, um, or what I'm currently going through, which is actually way harder than talking about what you've been through as an eight. Like one of the big lessons for me is there's a massive difference between transparency and vulnerability. Transparency. I have no problem with, I have completely moved through that thing. I'm not feeling it anymore, but the stuff that's current, you know, first of all, I have trouble putting my finger on what, how I even feel right. I don't even know how. I feel. Um, and that's something I'm working through, but the level of vulnerability that comes with sharing like a current struggle is really difficult for an an eight and, but so powerful when you share it. And Mm -hmm. I've only like, you know, we get just like little baby steps and little snippets that we share, but the feedback that you get is so incredible and so powerful and it amplifies your business and your personal relationships in like the hugest, hugest way. Um, but I think going back to what you initially said, like eights so often come to the table of collaboration and co-working with massive directness that every everyone else misinterprets and so much of the process of learning how to coexist and whether, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, like guess what? You still have to coexist with people. Um, (laughs) right. Not just personally, but professionally, right. If you want to grow things. And, you know, I think as an eight, you have this like massive superpower that if you're just willing to like allow your softness to not just be there, but show, um, you're going to get everyone on your side. It's, it's, it's over and done. And I've seen this, you know, firsthand in my own business. And so it wasn't until I could actually look at my own vulnerability as like strategy (laughs) that I actually was able to see the value in that. And then of course there's tons of personal work to go alongside that, that have to do with like leaning into the softness and building these relationships and everything. But you know, entrepreneurship like runs so deeply in my veins. Um, it's funny. Um, we were just doing, we just recorded an episode with Shay Keats, who's going to be on the podcast, um, in a couple of weeks from this episode. And, um, one thing she was saying was like in, in career, if you don't want the job of the person who's like your boss or the next, your boss's boss, then you probably aren't in the right field. And I thought that was so powerful and so connected to an eight because I have always wanted my boss's 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 job, (laughs) right? Which usually always involves owning the business, right? Or running things 
things exactly how you want to. Um, and that piece of control, that's another one that's so misinterpreted, right? Like, you know, we don't, we don't actually want to have control over everything. We just don't want anyone to try to control us. And that's another kind of misinterpretation. And especially in business, a lot of times, you know, I'm working so hard to like strong arm my own personal business that it makes my team like within beauty counter look like I'm trying to strong arm their business. And I have to be really mindful about the fact that them knowing, you know, like where they stand with me. And I think that's one of the beautiful things, you know, you're kind of just saying stuff as an eight, like, you know, where you stand with an eight. And if you're unsure, if you are in a space where you're like, are they mad? If they're still talking to you, they're not mad at you. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's really interesting, but, uh, but communicating, learning that like deep, soft connection and communication with people and getting better at that, um, is really, really extremely important as an entrepreneur and as a leader of a team, um, which most eights are going to end up being a leader of a team of some sort, whether it's like their team in their, their business, um, in a CEO position in a, in someone else's brand or business, um, or, you know, kind of in this, in this case with something like beauty counter and, um, that deep connection to why, and social justice and all of that is so ingrained that I couldn't do anything else if I tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have tried. I have tried to work. <laughs> it is for so many people, you know, they think it's like, oh my gosh, it'd be so easier to work for someone else. But I think an eight is like, like that's actually way harder for me. Yeah. Much, much harder for me. So. Yeah. And I think, I think like what you're saying is like building that softer side means like you have to pause and you have to take a step back before reacting rather than just going off your gut instinct and and reacting. You have to take a pause and and kind of reevaluate. And um, yes, your intuition is is good, but like having that growth and success means um, also taking into account your feelings and Mm -hmm. um, feelings of others and, and those types of things first. So. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, such excellent advice for eights too, because so much of that gut check, I will argue most of the time, the decision I'm trying to make in that gut check is completely spot on. Right. But Mm -hmm. I might need to have a little bit more dive into the reasons why that's what my gut told me. So it's like, you're, it's so right. It's, it's kind of like we were talking about with the three, you know, it's a lot of getting comfortable with reflection and like spending time looking backwards, look backwards at your numbers, look backwards at your growth, look backwards at your, um, the choices that you made and how that served your business, um, or your professional and personal relationships. And then take a, like a pretty good eye to that and be like, is this actually a good decision for me to make? Or I'm just making this like quick gut wrench, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and we're very risk. It's really interesting. I think a lot of people think that eights are very risk seeking. We're actually very risk averse very, very risk averse. We don't make that move until we are completely certain. But as soon as we are, we jump right in. But people think that we're jumping in because we didn't talk to them during that consideration. We were doing our own research. We were like, it's too vulnerable for me to share that I'm thinking about doing this particular business, right? It's just like, oh no, I'm, I'll tell you that I'm doing it like when I'm doing it. Um, and I don't need to consider other people's opinions right? In order for me to make a move, which is not true by the way, but it's something that we do. Right. So, oh my gosh. Oh, eights. So good. I love them. Oh, eights. <laughs> I love eights. I, my old boss, um, I worked for a three and I've worked for an eight in the last like 10 ish years. And I loved both of them for such different reasons, but the eight particularly, I have always said to her, like, I never feel safer than when I'm with you. 
And which is honestly like I, I'm dead serious. Like maybe my brother who's a cop, I also feel equally safe with him, (laughs) but seriously, like my friend today is such a gem. So amazing. And so gifted. And I remember so many conversations with her where she would come to me and we'd be talking, you know, this is after she moved on and we were, she wasn't supervising me anymore. Um, but she would say like, it's so confusing because I feel like I said something and then people are offended. And I'm like, why? Like, I just don't, I don't get why other people care what people think about them. I just don't. And you know, all those sort of things. And I think for eights, it does feel it takes so much energy. This is really important, I think, to for me to learn about eights too. That a lot of times, you know, uh, more direct types are like to the to the softer types. Spit it out, like stop beating around the bush to all the like soft types. It's like freaking say it, um, and stop like taking forever. Just like get to it. Um, and so, but that is really uncomfortable and hard for those types. And so, similarly for eights, though, like when other more sensitive types are like, can you please say that softer? For eights, especially, and even I feel this as a six, I identify in more counterphobic six where it's dominant in the one-to-one subtype. And so I sometimes look more like an eight, but um, there's a sense of like, I hear it so directly in my head and now you want me to slow down and like soften it. I don't even know how. And if I did, it still feels like a waste of time. So, you know, I think that is so real and kind of spot on to what you're saying, like understanding that it's a strategy to get softer. Because mm-hmm. unless you are existing in a word in a world by yourself, you do work with people on your team or who you've contracted for different things or and you're selling to people like people are buying your things. So mm-hmm. you've got to slow down long enough to get people to come with you. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that, you have to connect emotionally because, you know, Steph and I often say a lot of times entrepreneurs, coaches, business people want to sell the details of the thing that they're offering. But in reality, the, what sells is the transformation. And that's always emotional. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yep. A hundred percent. And if an eight can harness the why, like get out of their way, it's done. So so I think a lot of, you know, what I ask of other people in my life who work with me is to understand that my directness never means that I'm upset with them. Or I think there's a little bit of like, you know, every single type of meeting them in the middle. But I think especially with an eight, this is always something I try to point out. Like we are in a space where, yes, can you please try to take my directness the right way? Not every type is able to do that. And that depends on where they're at in their own health and who they've been, you know, in relationship with in their life. Are they used to like the directness of an eight? Do they like it? What, you know? (laughs) And so a lot of times I actually, in my communication, I'm not really changing how I'm talking about something, I'm going to live in that directness because that's my happy place. And, you know, people can either take it or leave it. Um, and, and I need to cultivate a brand that, um, you know, basically brings those people who like that directness. And so that's part of me showing up in, in my authenticity, but then also in my conversations and in my coaching with folks who are, I mean, every single type, right so much of that is like just asking for permission. So I'll literally be like, can I just be very direct with you? Can I be incredibly direct? Can I be so super clear and direct with you? (laughs) And when I start to build that, people understand and expect that from me and then start to value it. But if I ask permission first, I've had someone say, you know, I don't think I'm really ready for that. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm really proud of you for saying that. Cool. Let's go back and we'll start with some like simpler steps or or whatever. But I don't, I don't know how how to be anything but direct. And there's a bit of 
you know, healthiness and being unapologetic, but also unapologetic, but aware. And I think that's like so incredible. I mean, self-awareness for an eight is so important. It's so important to be able to show up well for the people that you are doing work with. So, okay. Let's talk about some nines. Nine entrepreneurs are my favorite people. (laughs) I I also just nines in general are my favorite people. As an eight, I'm just like so yoked with nines. I love it so much and they bring so much balance to me um, that it's always so good, but it's always this really interesting like conflict no conflict. (laughs) Okay. But we can, we can um, do life together really well and do business together really well. And I think nines are really powerful entrepreneurs. Oh my goodness. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, they, I love, I love nines in business for a billion reasons. So, um, so I'm obviously married to a nine and I often similarly say about nines, I love nines, um, because there's plenty of space for me <laughs> in the relationship. <laughs> and I think that that works for threes, um, eights and sixes, all of us, because we all have like, you guys are very driven, but eights and three or eights and sixes, we're both in the emotional reactivity conflict triad. And so mm-hmm. we tend to feel very intensely and we're very reactive. And so a lot of times with nines, they, there's plenty of space. Like they don't take up that much space. They're there to be supportive. And with threes too, like they can just charge right to it. Threes inspire them to tap into their own healthy three. Like that's their, their arrow of growth. And so, um, I think a lot of nines hesitate from owning their own business because it feels like so much work and it also requires them to get clear on what their passion is. Mm -hmm. And that is super hard for nines because they, nines aren't naturally introspective people. Like I will often ask nines questions and they're like, Hmm, never thought about that. And you're like, what do you mean? You've never thought about that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what it's like (laughs) to not have a thought happening in my head. I've thought about all of those things. (laughs) Yes, I know. And so, but I think like, you know, we sometimes talk about how there are some people who like literally don't have thoughts happening in their heads. I'm like, what is that like? And can I live there? <laughs> um, Cause I just don't even, that's just not my experience, but um, nines aren't naturally introspective and it takes energy. And I think we talk about energy management for fives a lot, but it's also really important for nines. Nines have fairly low energy. And so they're going to not do things that aren't necessarily required of them. And if they are even required, like pressured by a boss, they can even be resentful of that. So Mm. nines actually do really well as entrepreneurs if they can really clarify and solidify that passion because they do, they can be incredibly self-directed. And again, depending on health too, I mean, they can disintegrate into this place of being like super slothful and um, really inactive and feeling um, like insecure and things like that. But they can also be incredible leaders who get, you know, like they bring unity to their teams and they want to amplify people and they don't need to be the star. They want the mission or whatever it is to be an incredible success, but they don't need to be upfront leading the charge. Um, But they are, they're super, um, they're imaginative as well. Like they can really, they're idealistic types. And so they can really dream big dreams. And again, maybe not naturally, but when minds start to think like, Oh, what is it that I dream of? Like, what is the voice that I want to have in the world? What's the legacy that I want to have? I think that's a really important question for nines. Cause sometimes it's hard in the moment to be like, what's my passion? What do I love? What do I care about? But if they can, if they can think ahead and kind of say like, when I die, this is what I want people to be saying about me. Like connect with that kind of legacy piece. And that can even like kind of work backwards to bring you insight to what it, to what your life purpose is now. 
And so having a solid why really drives a nine um, and can be really, really um, impactful. So um, I think for nines, they tend to there's an underlying message for the type nine that my voice doesn't matter. My presence doesn't really matter. And so that is a major mountain for nines to overcome. Um, the only way for them to overcome it is for them to use their voice and let other people reflect to them how amazing they are. And I'm like a huge advocate for nines. Like they will brush over that so fast. They will say things like, Oh, well, they don't really know me or they're just being nice like they will brush off a compliment because their underlying message is like, I, I don't actually matter that much. I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> like, stop, you know, when someone says thank you, when someone says like, yeah. you were so helpful, you really made a difference, like that, they're not just kissing your ass. Like they really believe that. Like people don't generally, most people don't just dish out compliments. And so if they're complimenting you, really take that in and receive that. Um, and so I think you know, one of my professors in grad school said we're wounded in relationship and we're healed in relationship. So mm. for nines, especially that wounding for them is my voice doesn't matter. The healing is when people tell you that it does mm. learning to ch shift that narrative and unlearn the initial message and relearn that your presence really does have impact and that people want to know you. They want to hear from you and it matters. Mm. So and I think good. that's so important because like sometimes when I post on Instagram, like I don't know, like the Enneagram at work, for example. And I said, what each person brings to a team. I had so many people say, you know, it just seems like what nines bring isn't as important. Like yes. that we're nines. <laughs> and I was like, have you ever been on a team? With, like, I was like, I was like, I know you haven't, but I have been on teams without nines and it's noticeable. Like yeah. we need nines in the world. We need nines on our teams. Um, we need nines in entrepreneurship because, um, they're so connected um, to, or like, like they have this ability to bring peace and to, to bring mm -hmm. um, people together and, and be connected in that way that and, other people. And fairness. I mean, yeah. like fairness is so essential to a nine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm married to a nine. The language around things being fair or unfair has mm -hmm. been something that was like a point Very of real. reference our entire relationship yeah. and how he dictates how he shows up in the world is if he's able to enter into a group and level the playing field and yeah. it's really amazing like he's so I always call I'm like always telling him like oh you'd be so great in like admin and leadership and he's always like no 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 no, no. I hate that stuff and I'm like no no, no. you hate the conflict side of that stuff yeah. you love 90% of it where you get to make sure that every voice is heard, every person is seen, all needs are considered before anyone gets to step forward in a decision. And then you literally choose the decision that causes disruption for the least number of people. Like yes. that's really powerful in business. So yes. powerful in business for a nine. Yep. I was literally thinking as you guys were saying, I think sometimes nine feel like nines feel like their voice doesn't matter because they'll come into a meeting and they don't necessarily have a strong opinion mm -hmm. themselves. Like it's not their own opinion that winds up being the decision, but everybody else at the table has a strong opinion and they're helping navigate it and construct it and put it into a system. Like nines are, they are very systematic thinkers. Like they can really think in kind of like choosing like the thinking webs and how things will work together. And so they help bring all the ideas, refine them, like solidify them, make them clear, make sure everyone is like, are, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're doing? Do you feel good about what you're doing? Do you have any questions? Do you have like, how can we support you? I mean, 
this is the is the work distributed equally too you know like there's so much to value about nines and i think it it is um one of my best friends is a nine and she and nick my husband have both said to me jokingly but not <laughs> that like they feel like if they died that like it wouldn't really matter like people would be sad but that like they would move on i know my heart i'm like you I'm just guys like- <laughs> The world that, without my nines in my life, like, I don't want that world. I, don't I do be not there. want that freaking world. I no. could not agree more. I'm like, I, it's like, I constantly want to like help nines feel like, I don't even know how to express to you how much I love you. And like, I could call a billion friends, but I come to you. Like, I feel safe with my eights, like I said, but I feel so, it's a different kind of safety mm-hmm. with a nine. Mm-hmm. That acceptance, that judgment-free zone, the love, the affection, like it is so different and their ability yeah, to Yeah, you'll get the that. love and the affection from a nine and not from an eight. <laughs> not naturally. You'll get love but, from an eight, but in a different way. <laughs> yes, it feels different. But especially for coaches, you know, like if we are working with coaches so much or if you're, you know, in direct sales, like your ability to connect it with your customers and help them feel seen and understood that you get their problem and that you're, you're offering, yes, that you're offering something that they need. You're not just like pushing your own agenda or you don't just want to make another buck. Like you genuinely want to help them is game changing. And so nines, like I, I am like, maybe I have this extra, like, I love you. I love you because they believe me the least. (laughs) I know you have to tell them more. Yes. I, I feel like with nines, when I'm trying to speak positivity into them as an entrepreneur, I literally, I tell them and I say, no, I don't think you heard me. I yeah. need you to stop and I need you to listen and understand that in being who I am, I'm not going to say something I don't mean. Exactly. I mean this. Okay. Yep. Listen, don't apologize for it. Don't brush it off. You know, you have to like coach them into accepting (laughs) compliment or anything, but exactly what you just described is like the most beautiful picture of a very like heart centered, connected, level headed, um, you know, just help seeking entrepreneur who's Mm -hmm. always going to be there. And you are just going to trust the shit out of them. The nines that I know who trust themselves enough to see what kind of value they add in business are unstoppable it yes. is amazing and yes. I am constantly as an eight this is sounds crazy but I have a few friends who are nines who work in this health and wellness space and I'm constantly in awe of what they're able to accomplish if they get into that space like I'm sorry like a healthy nine can be way more active in business than an eight ever could be it's that amazing so because I, we're not like, we're just plowing through and we're doing the things, but a nine is like, I'm going to listen and hear the needs of the people who are here. And I'm going to make sure everything I'm doing is speaking to that and constantly getting feedback and making sure that we're tweaking and changing and getting better. Um, you know, whereas, you know, the, the folks of us who are like that seven, eight, three, kind of those natural entrepreneurs, we're just going to plow right through. And we're going to be like, why are you stopping to get people's opinions? And they're going to build this trustworthy, robust business and ours will be robust, but we will have missed some things along the way Mm -hmm. that could have made our business more powerful and more impactful. And so for me, like having nines by my side in business, I'm always like, God, thank God for you guys. Yeah, There's so much I would overlook so much that I would overlook. It's amazing. So yeah. yeah. And nines also are so practical too, that it's like, yes. not just like the people part, but the, the practicality, the pragmatic thinking. And so my husband is a nine and, not, and an entrepreneur. And so one of his favorite quotes is that as, um, it's like an old African proverb, I think. And it, it says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh-huh. 
And it's so beautiful. And that energy really like it is a beautiful pairing with so many other entrepreneurs, especially the three, seven, eight triad. That's like very forward moving. So, um, I will say one thing that I, that like one practical thing that we recommend for nines is having a really solid routine Mm -hmm. in the mornings. Um, because nines, um, I heard someone say this and, and I forget who it was, but a nine in motion stays in motion a nine at rest stays at rest, that kind of law of inertia, which is so real. And so if, if my husband, for example, if Nick wakes up and he misses his morning routine, his whole day legitimately is off. He has a really hard time getting going. But if he has this kind of steady routine where he's like, okay, I'm getting up, I'm moving, I'm active, like my brain is still off, I'm still reserving my mental energy, but my body is going, then I can kind of like wake my mind up and then I can kind of roll with it. Mm -hmm. So I think that a steady routine helps threes or helps nines stay in that healthy three space more often and accomplish a lot and get a lot done. So fascinating. Literally this morning, I woke my husband up eight minutes before he needed to leave the house because his alarm didn't go off and he's a nine. And his words before he walked out the door and he was basically like, okay, now the whole day is going to be shot. And I was like, what do you mean? And my perspective, which is hilarious, was like, isn't it amazing that you just got ready in eight minutes in the same (laughs) amount of stuff that you would that like you it normally takes you an hour. I'm like, that's amazing. Like you just did that. And he was just like the whole day is done. I mean, I'm just my routine is gone. Like, you know, and it's, it's so funny. I never realized it took me a long time. And and before I knew about the Enneagram, I just didn't get it. How big like that more, especially the morning routine really is, um, you know, nighttime they can kind of bend and, and be with everybody else's needs or the family or, you know, at the end of the business day or whatever it is, but like that early part, um, and I think that's just such a good exercise of, of working in and being in, in relationship with self before stepping into that, like, you know, let me just keep the peace and make sure everybody is happy all day. Like, let me get my inner peace first, which is really, totally. really funny. And I think a lot of people in the, in the business space who are nines, like, again, really struggle with like that sloth piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at eight wing nine. So I actually like, I know a lot of people talk about how like eights are so active and they just, you can't stop them. And I'm like, oh, I can be stopped. Like <laughs> I can be stopped yeah. and sit in this place of overwhelm. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to say about nines is often they get stuck in that place of overwhelm as an entrepreneur where there are so many things to do. And we all know when you first start your business, we were kind of talking about this with fours, you know, you were saying this earlier, Christy, that, um, you know, we get stuck in this place of being like, well, when you first launch your business, you're not going to be able to outsource everything. You're going to have to wear all these different hats, which a nine is good at doing, but also, you know, seeing things from all sides can be really helpful, but it can also be super detrimental because now your to-do list is unending and an unending to-do list will stop a nine, like dead in their tracks. Yes. I'm not doing anything. Yes. And nines also really want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that part can be really hard because things that feel uncomfortable, like whatever part of their business, particularly a lot for entrepreneur or for, um, for coaches or anybody who has their own personal brand where visibility is going to help them sell more. Like, yes. like with coaching, you're not selling the coaching, right? You're selling you. Like we talked about that earlier, you're the effector. And so for nines, that visibility part can be challenging. It can be really uncomfortable because it's like, well, that's all about me. That feels really selfish and absorbed and weird. Um, but I think, you know, pushing into the discomfort for nines, remembering that like discomfort is the path. Um, Nick has a book called the obstacle is the way, and that's become one of his favorite books. Cause he's like, I need to read that 12 times <laughs> because oh. it's, it's a really good one because you know, like we want to go around the things, all of us want to go around the things that make us uncomfortable, but 
the obstacle really is the way. Like you got to go through, you can't go around. I love that. I've got to read that and refer that to my husband. (laughs) I love that. I think so much of what I've been meditating on, and this is really good advice for someone in that space as a nine, but also like as an eight or three or seven, who's so forward thinking in their business is like the destination is the process. Mm-hmm. The destination yeah. is the process. You've got to, no matter what type you are and you're coming into that daily nitty gritty of your business and that you have to actually, oh, guess what? Have a plan, have a schedule, apply yourself, like set yourself deadlines, do the things, you know, you have to come from this space of of feeling like the arrival is not this end point. The arrival is the daily grind. That is the arrival. That is what you signed up for. And if you don't find joy in that daily grind, you either need to change it or be in a different industry or work for somebody else or whatever it is, because that is literally what your whole life is going to look like. So true. (laughs) Right. There's no arrival. Yep. So, which is so 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 sad (laughs) a little bit. Cause even me, I'm like, what am I working all this for? And I'm like, Oh, I'm working it for the freedom. That I can, I mean, I live in central Florida, so I'm like, I I work for that. I can go to a beach on a Tuesday afternoon if I feel like it. Yes. That's what I'm working for. And that's, that's, that's that's amazing. Well, and this is where we always say in entrepreneurship, like the work is, um, you know, not optional, it's flexible. Mm -hmm. So like you have to do the work, but when you get to do it, like that's up to you. And sometimes that's debilitating and sometimes that's really freeing. It just depends on your type. Right. Totally. So, oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much for all of your time. You guys, I loved like getting to see how each type we all kind of get in our own way and how we can work through that. And I think, I don't know about everyone listening, but I'm sure we're all in the space of being like, okay, crap, I know what I need to focus on now. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And so this is where your guys' incredible program comes in for people to be able to really dig in and do that work and go from a place of maybe inactivity or un- unassuredness in their business to be able to really take action, know themselves well, um, and be able to move to that next step in the process of growing something that can be really impactful for themselves and for other people. So please tell us how folks can take your business coaching program, Coaching Biz Activator. I love that. I love how <laughs> active that feels. Like as an A, I'm just like, yes, do the things. Um, you know, for folks who are coaches, like let's talk about like who's right for this program and um, and when's the next time you're running it and how can people kind of get get a finger on the pulse of like what's going on for you guys? Yeah. So we have an Instagram that you can follow. Um, it is coaching biz activator, um, on Instagram. So you can follow us there. All of our info is on there. You can get the link in our bio has, um, to sign up for our wait list. Our next group is running summer of 2020. So we're excited about that. We are wrapping up, uh, the group that we're in right now, and then we're going to launch the next one, um, in summertime. So it is an eight week program. And like we said, we spend the first two weeks on getting out of your own way, tons of mindset stuff. We look at the Enneagram, obviously, because that's our niche. And also, you know, it's just such a helpful tool with entrepreneurship. But we also cover things like money mindsets and having a like solid weekly schedule. Like how do you manage your time? You've never been an entrepreneur before. How do you do some of these things to help set you up for success? The second um, section is four weeks long and it's practical biz tips. So we cover everything from identifying your niche and ideal client to 
deciding like what your brand colors are to brand messaging, to landing podcasts, to building your audience through email list building to social media. Like we have a big, I'll have a whole week on social media, specifically on Instagram, because that's kind of our niche as well. Um, so that, that section is packed. And then the last two weeks are all about coaching. So how do you actually help your clients make lasting change in their lives? How do you take the knowledge that you have and help people integrate it and apply it in their lives? Um, and so I bring obviously my clinical background for some of the individual and marriage or, you know, couple coaching stuff. Um, and then Steph brings her organizational leadership background for a lot of the workshop teaching and things like that. Like, how do you run events? How do you market workshops? How do you pitch? How do you, you know, it's, all the nitty gritty, all the things that we dreamed that someone would have taught us when we were first starting our businesses. So that is the group. We also have a, um, we are kind of pulling out the get out of your own way section and offering that um, sometime in 2020, we're still kind of working out details of when that's coming. But um, what we're, a lot of the feedback that we've gotten is like, hey, I'm not really a coach. I'm maybe I work in a like um, MLM or I'm a different kind of entrepreneur. I run a brick and mortar or something like that, but I know that I'm in my own way and I'm sabotaging my own success. So we wanted to pull that and pull that out and do something kind of like a digital product or course specifically on that topic. So um, those are things coming this year. That's how you can find us. Um, what else would you say, Steph? Um, I would just say we, so for us, like our vision is that we equip passion-driven entrepreneurs and coaches to get out of their own way and build an impactful and profitable business that they love. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if that is you, then our courses are for you. Um, so that's super important. I mean, yeah, people who are overwhelmed, people who are tired of spinning their wheels, um, people who are trying to build a coaching business, but um, they don't even know how to get clients, or they don't know where to start, um, all of those things. So that's who we specifically serve, and um, definitely a lot of women coaches um, and women entrepreneurs have signed up, and so that's not so, not solely, but um, that's basically who well, I think as women, we're always looking for like mentorship from other women because they get totally. it because we don't fit the status quo of corporate world or anything like that. And, um, I could talk about that for, uh, that's a whole nother episode, but go ahead, Christy. <laughs> well, I was just saying, you know, we have, and we have people all along the path. So like our, a lot of, um, coaches that we're working with now or that are in our program now are kind of just starting, like recently finished their certification program or are even some of them like finishing it up. Um, and they're kind of wanting it as like preemptive knowledge to build a business that's awesome when they first go around. Um, but then also like we have some coaches that are like a year in who have really done like dug into the nitty gritty, have like laid a solid foundation. And this is an amazing program for them because they've already like tried some things, got some things, and they can really apply the knowledge in a really different way. So all along the path is really a fit. But if you're, if you have a business, you've started it going a little bit, um, this could be a really awesome program for you to, to kind of elevate you to that next level. Yeah, absolutely. I could see someone who's just getting started having massive value coming from that. And then someone who's kind of either feeling stuck or like they want to take things to the next level. Um, and they're not sure how to do that. And we all know personal growth is really what drives that business growth, oh man. God. So, so good. So, and then individually, how can we find both of you? Um, I am at nine types co on Instagram. So, so this is Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. So Steph, um, or you, I go by Steph Baron Hall on Instagram as well. So, um, nine types go, and then you can see my website at nine types.co. So smart. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. And then you can okay. find me. My personal Instagram is Christy Rolls, K-R-I-S-T-I-R-O-W-L-E-S underscore. That's my personal one. Um, and then my Enneagram focused one is full and free Enneagram. And really just from that place mm-hmm. of like, how do we really help women particularly become like step into the fullness of who they are and feel the freedom to express that. So um, some cool things going on in all of those places on Instagram specifically. And then my site as well as ChristyRolls.com. So many good things. You two are such a powerful combination of like strengths and oh my gosh, it's so, so beautiful. So, well, I'm really excited. I can't wait for everybody to kind of check out your program. And I know for a lot of folks um, who listen to our podcast, we're in either retail or health and wellness and summer is a slower season. So it's the perfect time to dig in and like really work on your business. And I know you guys have really limited spots for that program. So if you guys are interested, make sure you get on the wait list. Like like now, like right, you're listening to this, like go to the site, do it right now. The link is in the show notes for you guys. So thank you so much for your time, ladies. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Yeah, truly. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.